Welcome to Tech Talk, where we chat with influential founders and CEOs in the SaaS and Web3 space. I'm your host, Nick Roche, founder of AdMRR, a growth consultancy for accelerating tech firms. On today's episode number one, we'll be chatting with Joe Petruzzi, founder of Nova, a software which eliminates sales teams' performance gaps. Hey, Joe. What's going on, man? Good to have you here. Let's just dive right in. Let's get into it. I wanted to just have you introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Joe, and um, basically, I was in I was a robotics engineer in college, kind of nerdy stuff, and then I moved on to make like a sales and marketing consulting company. Sold various products. Um, They're all kind of like high ticket consulting products. And then about one, a little over a year ago, I started making a sales team for myself. And that's where I realized a problem on the visibility of my sales team and tracking them. So basically I went on to make a tool called Nova, which is like, which is what I'm running now, which is like a sales team and sales rep tracking and execution software that just helps basically anyone who has a sales team get a hold of the visibility of what's going on and just make sure their team actually performs instead of using spreadsheets and Airtable boards and, you know, just scattered numbers and not knowing what's actually going on, you know, with their team. And uh, we we've, we've been writing that now for I think since January ish of uh, this year, so we're still we're still relatively new, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. So it almost sounds like that transition from the consulting space into the software. It almost sounds like it was born out of a necessity in your own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, so I total I went through about forty or fifty I think sales reps in like a six month period in like twenty. This was 2021. So I like from, I think I started in the summer and I would go through, like I'd get five or six reps. We'd like, I'd ramp them. We'd all kind of like work together, trying to make everyone good. Maybe one would stay, you know, like five would end up either quitting or I'd have to let them go because they weren't very good. And then the next week or the next, you know, a couple weeks later, the same thing happens again. I would just do these phases and I can, I had this huge turnover. I didn't really know why. And none of them were like, getting to become like a closer or like account executive role. They just kind of stayed in the appointment center slash STR because they, because no one can get past like kind of the, the KPIs we were looking for. And that was part of my problem is like when I got, I finally got one guy who like became a closer who was good. He actually closed a deal. Like it was, I was feeling good about him and he, you know, but he was doing it for three months. Like that, this third month is when he finally closed like a, a commission himself and he leaved, he left like two weeks later for a better role. And I knew why, because he didn't have enough opportunity with us. Like I understood but I couldn't give him like the training and coaching I needed along the way because, or he needed because I didn't know where he was going wrong from the data. He would, you know, send me a Zoom recording about his call. Maybe I'd have the time to re- look it over. And then like for an SDR, like, like you know, the appointment setting stuff, he just kind of says, hey man, here's my emails I sent. Here's my reply rates. Here's how many calls I booked. I didn't know like where we were with it. So I made Nova, like I thought about making it in the first place just because I wanted to know very quickly, like what's my biggest problems that I have to tackle right now without wasting any time. And then once that's, that's great if I know the problem now, what are my kind of tangible things I can take as next steps to fix that problem? These are all things that like I kind of knew already if I just took enough time, like if, I, if you gave me some data on someone, I can look in five, 10 minutes and be like, okay, that's probably what we should do next. But for me, with four, four or five reps at a time, plus I was running a business, I didn't have time to do that all the time, every hour of the day, like a full-time sales manager can. So Nova, basically, I made it so I can take in all that data and then have Nova just tell me at least like the tangible next steps. Doesn't mean the, the details, but just like something. So I just log in and I just kind of know, okay, cool. 
that's my problem. That's my solution. Let me go help my rep do that. And then just kind of go from there, which keeps like the problem solving a lot quicker. Okay, cool. And and would you say that this almost replaces a sales manager or is it just simply like a tool that helps them enable them to do their job better? Yeah, I so I used to pitch it like that. It didn't go well. And I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> uh, sales managers don't like getting replaced. But um, no, the... I would say I, I I I was crazy enough to believe in myself when I did pitch it, because which is good. You should believe everything you pitch, right? <laughs> but I really thought I could. But I, I found that as um I would say definitely the more complicated your team gets, but also even the more reps you get. You know, even honestly, even with a couple reps, like it's just hard to really replace a sales manager because you need somebody who's at least gonna give qualitative coaching. And even with an SDR like activity related role where it's mainly activity it's still really hard to bring any emotion or you know the human element to someone with automation like that that you need for like motivation for even like for trying to think of like what's the best solution or ways to, so i can improve myself like a robot can't do that part the one-on-ones so i would say with this nova is more so like it's almost like a sales manager like enablement of sorts so whether you, if you're like a founder that's directly managing reps or if you're like a strictly like a, a you know vp sales or sales manager type you have to know like basically you have to figure out what the problems are and then you have to solve them by coaching your team helping them you know walk asking them questions all that stuff right those are like the two main parts of it but nova's trying to automate 100 percent of the first part which is like finding out all the issues and then also finding like the high level, at least tangible next steps. Once I know that, like if I'm using Nova as a sales manager, I log in and let's say, for example, it says, hey, Darren is only 30%, you know, through his meeting booking rate or something for the month and he's got two days left, but his activity is super low. His next steps are increasing his activity. If I see that, I know I'm not really going to touch call recordings but I want to go into his, you know, his in-depth data inside Nova to find out maybe more specifics. But that's that's now I can focus on coaching Darren, not trying to see what his issue is in the first place. That's where people waste time and money is like having a sales manager that's just looking at dashboards all day, trying to find out where to even basically point the arrow instead of just shooting a zero. That's that's the, that's what they get paid for is actually you know coaching people. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So I mean, from personal experience, I could definitely see why something like this would be helpful just to save time and energy trying to figure out the root cause of what's going on and be able to gather insights and just be able to take action immediately. Like I think that sounds super valuable to anybody in that position. Yeah, it sounds like you personally experienced this, you found a, a big problem in the market that people are facing. And then you went out and actually built something around it getting that to the market that's like another challenge right there right so what would you say were some of the beginning challenges when you when you got this going what was that like yeah yeah i, I so i think it was really my i was almost too narrow so i came from a you know b2b we can call it the coach consultant you know like course space if you will because that's what i sold so i had four like we call them appointment sitters not sdrs and i am i'm targeted it like that when we launched the beta. So like I had a webinar and we sold like 10, 10 or 11 um, beta spots. And then we like basically took the funds from that, at least, you know, the funds we got, I wasn't a boatload, um, to, to fund the development to get the MVP out. And I was targeting it after people that were like solopreneurs, they had maybe one to three appointment setters. And, you know, they wanted to automate the management of their team as much as possible. That's how I pitched it. And this was great. And again, we, we had the MVP, people actually liked the product. And actually we had no real complaints with people like compared to a spreadsheet, like this was like 
even our MVP was three times, four times better than the spreadsheet. Like they just had visibility. The problem we ran to was, you know, which we couldn't, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. was it was just the market wasn't, it wasn't only meant for who we were going after. Like this was, we had very high churn because we had people that would like, again, these are solo printers. They could have two setters this week. They could have zero next week because they just fire them. They also have very shallow, not shallow. I don't want to hate on the, on the community. I'm trying to say it. It's like their businesses are very fast and flexible. They're not based on like 10 years of building an asset, proprietary, you know, software services that have hundreds of employees. Like we have like a lot of like, you can build foundation on. These are very like, I made a coaching business last year and I got to 50K a month once. And then I made a course and now I'm making 30 grand per month with my course. Tomorrow you can change your offer. That's what these businesses are. So because of that, our term was super, super high. And also a lot of them didn't see the need for their sales team to be the reason they grew. It was almost like just to delegate sales reps or maybe I'll, I'll get some meetings booked. Whereas, you know, people that we crushed it later with, it was just the opposite. So that was our biggest struggle. Like, again, we, we definitely, we sold like a, a fine amount, but we had to sell for super cheap. The value really wasn't there. No one was using like kind of our highest, our highest end features. Like it wasn't really being utilized that much. And honestly, it was just like, I feel like there was just wasn't connected product market fit wise. Like what we were selling had all this value, had so much like this could help someone, but like the wrong people were using it. And we, we probably did that for, I mean, up pretty much up until we, we started with like, like, you know, six, seven months in or something before we work with you. Like that's what I was doing. I didn't even realize it really. I was just wondering like, what's, what's going on? Why, why aren't we selling these things like hotcakes? Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty usual, I suppose, having that initial niche that you you hypothesize, you're just thinking like, these people will probably find it valuable because maybe they can't afford to salary out a sales manager, and maybe they'll find this tool useful instead. It's a lot more cost effective, but then you go out to market, and you're like, well, they're just not receiving it the way I expected it. So I need to to change something a little bit, maybe tweak the messaging. So what was that like? Like, who did you transition to after that? Yeah, the, so right around the time, you know, we, we started talking, I kind of looked at our, who, who's at least in our customer base working out really well. And right around that time, we actually got a case study from someone who was, they had like nine or 10 sales reps. So it was like, well, I think it was actually our biggest customer at the time still. And so number one, they had more reps, they needed more visibility. So that, that's kind of why they liked it. They're, they didn't, obviously they, they've been with us for like, I think four months. So it was like, so far the churn, it's probably the best churn, which is funny to say. Then all the other customers we had, everyone churn later. And they actually told me they added a hundred grand a month in sales without changing like what they were doing. So basically like he, he made the argument like, Joe, because of your software, I was able to manage quicker and like get to the kind of the, the brunt of it really fast on a daily basis and like have better one-on-ones and stuff. So because of that, his team was enabled to then sell more and sell better. So when he told me that, I kind of realized like, number one, okay, bigger teams like this more because they have less, like they have so much more to lose with visibility because you just can't cover nine people as, as one manager. I just, you can't do that with spreadsheets. Like you can, but it's just, it's a nightmare. You're, you're going to miss something. So that was like one thing we realized. And then the second thing was actually um, looking at kind of other solutions in the space that were in a, not, not the same software as us, but like a same kind of, you know, method of space. It was in more of like a corporate environment where it was like, I saw a lot of success. These people were like, people just understood what we were trying to do, like sales analytics, visibility, whatever you want to call it. People understood that kind of stuff when it was like a B2B software company or like a, you know, someone in like a more traditional space where they have like SDRs and account executives. These aren't like coach consultant, you know, like whatever. They were more like software or technology companies. Maybe they had some venture backing where they're trying to make a legitimate 
company to scale. Like those people understood like to invest in software like this and sales teams were super big for them to grow. Like they, like if their sales team didn't do well, that was the pinnacle. Like, that was like them, that's the difference between them getting another round of funding and that's the difference between them actually scaling. It was, they didn't have a choice. So because there was so much in line for the sales team to win and they were hiring a lot of reps, those were the best people. So then we kind of pivoted our messaging, messaging to go after that sort of person. So we started like with your help too, like, we started trying to use words that like they understood. Like instead of me saying appointment center, I would say SDR. I wouldn't say closer. I would say account executive. I would say, you know, we would use conversion rates that they were at. Like for example, cold calling, way more people using cold calling in like a corporate environment than like coach consultant. That's more Facebook and like Instagram. Right? It's a whole different ballgame. So I used different words from like kind of, and we had, and we even like actually got on some calls too um, that, that you, you guys helped us book, like from bigger companies. I tried to listen to what they said on the demo too and that helped us like you know do, like kind of do that pivot and that started that whole process for the rest of the year of realizing like who we're targeting now the updates we needed to make to our software to make it more better you know, like better for that kind of person and uh and really it, it's been great we've gotten like a ton of great feedback and i feel like it's this just makes more sense now you know like kind of who we're going after now it just it fits a lot more like a glove you know than we, we tried to make it <laughs> in the beginning of the year right okay cool yeah so it sounds like you kind of you went from some of the smaller solopreneurs then went more after the corporate accounts. And it sounds like that was like a more smooth fit when it came to the product and the person using it. You mentioned it a little bit. Sounds like maybe getting the messaging and figuring out how to talk to these people was the next challenge in the process then, I guess, right? It was like, first, let's figure out who we're talking to and then let's figure out how to talk to them and how we can get them to convert. You talked a little bit about the messaging when it came to conversion. Like, would you say that that was another challenge or was that like pretty smooth once you did get to talk to them? What was that process like everything from reaching out to them, like a cold prospect all the way to getting a meeting booked and then converting them? Yeah, we, so the messaging was really bad in the first six months because like I said, I was trying to pitch it, like automate your sales team management, even with, even like cold emails, like other channels, people just thought we were like some sort of sales agency or something like they didn't understand. I had to like put like in, in emails and stuff. And then our website was the same thing. Like, I think we, we even had like a VSL kind of video like that. And again, it was basically just me showing a demo of the software and then just saying, Hey, like this feature automates your sales management, this feature, it was just like, it didn't get to anything. And again, we couldn't really quanti quantify that. Like, yes, we said automate the management, but there wasn't like a, but why would I do that, Joe? Like, cause if I automate it, doesn't that mean it's risky to like not do as well as a human? Like there, we didn't really cover that objection. So it, the whole, the whole position was just different. And then I would say like, so right when we started working with you in the beginning and we, we had the similar thing, we started working in the beginning. Like we, we had the first cold email campaign. Like we had a challenge of people still thinking we were some sort of agency just because like the first thing we tried off of, you know, the data I had was the same stuff we've been saying. So that was still a huge challenge. I think when we started doing kind of more volume email campaigns to like certain niches, we started to realize what words, you know, like factored in. Like, and for example, we had a guarantee, so which we still, we're still like, we still offer this if anyone's watching. Um, we had this, you know, guarantee where like we'd say, hey, if your sales team has an increased output by 20%, then you don't pay. Like, like in the first 60 days, that was like our software's guarantee. So nobody likes that on a cold email. Like for some reason, when you say like, I guess it works with agencies, but like with a software, the way we were pitching it, like people just thought it was the scammy thing. I think we were going after a corporate too. They just assume it's a scam. It's just not, 
Versus if you just say you do something and then you show them your software does it on a demo, they just believe that it works because they see it. Just, you don't have to do any like guarantee games. I learned that through a bunch of cold emails. You know, the messaging we put together, like that didn't really hit well, um, you know, with that one. So we did a ton of ton of messaging with, or uh, changes with the messaging there. And then I would say the VSL too. You know, like I had, I didn't have a VSL really. I had a demo before. And then like, we had that like spreadsheet we went on together where it was like, you know, what's the problem? What's the desire? You know, what's the pain they're facing? Why is quantifiably, why is it a pain point? What are the case? All that's like, it was like a hundred points or whatever. And then once we had that, I can put together like my slide deck for the VSL. And after that, I finally had, I felt like an argument or like a case that Nova was not only like, it's good, but like, it's like, you'd be stupid not to use it kind of thing if you had a sales team. Because like, for example, that customer that I talked about earlier, they were losing like 3,300 bucks a day, not using Nova. Like they were just, they had a sales team that was running. They were managing their sales team, let's call it fine. And they had 10 spreadsheets, you know, for all the reps. That's what they were doing. And just by not using spreadsheets and just using Nova instead, they just added a couple grand per day in revenue. So like basically while you're not using Nova, you're losing money. Like that, I couldn't get that together in one cohesive statement, but also with like things to back it up without like the VSL like setup we went through. Cause we have to go through like, there's just different segments of it. Like it starts with you're losing money, but then like, why, well, cause these three things and okay, then how do we fix those three things? And why are those three things? Like, if you don't fix them, like what are the consequences? Like I didn't have all that together. So that was super helpful. And now that's like my base point. If I, you know, if I have a demo with someone or if I'm trying to explain it to somebody, even to get on a meeting, I'm just going to go through like my, my main two or three points if needed about like, what is that? Um, what are those main things that connect them gaining money or losing money in that case? Right. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, it sounds like just some messaging changes, like playing with some words, the structure, not so much leaning on a guarantee right in the first cold email, but more telling them the benefit of like why they should even consider this and then using language patterns or really just like your sales argument is what it comes down to just your sales argument for like, why should you do this? Or why does it make more sense to move forward with this than to not move forward with it? And like you mentioned, Joe, if you're literally losing money by not using it, then why wouldn't you use our tool, right? So yeah, messaging, the VSL sounds like it was uh, pretty big for you. What kind of results did that help you get? What was it like, I guess, going from initially figuring out what messaging worked and kind of being in that confusing state and then having a few wins? Like what, what was that process like? So I would say it break up into two phases. Like when we first started working together, I think I was trying to, and this is this is every every entrepreneur ever, I was trying to get money fast, right? We're trying to like, we're trying to just like, let's scale this freaking, you know, um, which is great, don't get me wrong. But I had a leak in my bucket, which was that basically every time we had a lead come in that was even interested in the concept of Nova in the first place, because the positioning was really bad and they were the wrong target market, we were just gonna churn or they just weren't gonna get sold because they didn't see the value. So first off, we pivoted to that corporate environment and we made the VSL, all that stuff. So in the beginning, we got a couple demos with like some bigger companies. Like we like I was actually like I think Snowflake or something like uh, some like some good players, and I can hear what they were saying on these demos. That was super valuable in the first place because I don't have any like experience on my resume to like usually get in front of these people. Because again, I'm coach consult. Like I was a I was a robotics engineer, and then I, I made my own company. There was no like I was like an AE at Google or something like for 10 years. I don't have any like way to get in. So that was cool that like just the way we did messaging and like we used LinkedIn profiles, like that was really nice. And then honestly, my, my biggest thing 
which and we're still doing it now, um, is the the way we did the copy. So we were doing like again, we were kind of like still hard selling, you know, Nova to like that that newer environment for a while, and we were testing messages, and one of them worked well once. It actually was it wasn't even it was like one day we just switched it, and that following day we got a reply from someone, and we were asking like for advice. Because we had like a lot, like basically we were making version two out. So like we were, we, we kind of have like a leg like to stand on like, hey, like we're, we're making a bunch of new features. Let's ask for advice about the features. Like I, I just want to at least do that. I don't even need them to become like a client yet. And when we did that, like someone replied, yeah, sure. And I had a demo with them or, you know, call like an early adopter demo. But I, all I did was I showed them and I asked them what the problems were. I showed them what we were going to be building, all that stuff. And they, at the end of the call, the guy literally said, Joe, if, if my boss doesn't approve me, I'll pay you myself because <laughs> this is gonna save me and i was like and i had this light bulb moment where i'm like nick we need to do this one like more so like then we just shifted to that and i want to and i know that ran for trying the, the time i want to say like in the first two to three weeks we must have booked like i think eight or nine calls just from like that and these are all like these are like bigger companies like we were like i, I don't I, I guess i won't say exact names but they, these are like 200 500 a thousand employee like like level companies all tech companies they're very well known like we have replies from people like Airtable, like you know stuff like that and we, we booked almost all of them but we had at least like nine in a couple weeks and then now i think we're we book at least like two or three of those with the exact exact same messaging i, I basically have a, I have a virtual assistant doing the personalized lines for me it's like personalized email outreach like you know but we're doing that kind of advice copy and it just it converts well and that's, I think it's good for us because again, we're, we haven't, we kind of have an excuse. We're still developing version two. It's like, obviously you wouldn't do this if you're like Google or something, but like for us, it works super well. And I get a ton of feedback and I've, I, now I have this like library of high level, you know, sales managers at like very well-known technology companies that have problems. And they've told me that on recorded calls, like everything they need. So now whether they bought, you know, like an early adapter spot or not, I have this massive library of stuff that we can now put into V2 for them to actually like, you know, like actually be tangible features. So that's been insanely valuable. And yeah, we get a couple sales. That's fine. Like, you know, for early adopter, but that was like, my biggest thing was like going into like the corporate market. I don't know enough cause I'm not from corporate. So I need to hear what these people are saying on there and what problems they have on a daily basis. And we've been able to book these very honestly way easier than I thought just using that copy. Um, you know, that, that we kind of went through. That was that you guys made that totally. <laughs> that, was, that was not me at all. I was just, I remember one day you're just like, hey, Joe, check this out. We're, tra- we're trying this new campaign. And I was like, all right, let's see how it goes. <laughs> and then like, boom, just worked. <laughs> That's great. It's just a matter of continuing to keep pushing because I mean, you can be doing copy for, you know, a week or two and it's not working well. And if you just keep pushing volume, eventually you'll you'll get the data that you need either to make the decision to continue testing that or using it on a, a different audience or just scrapping that all together. That's great that you were finally able to kind of get that resonance from the corporate level market. So yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. And where would you say that things are at right now? What's your goal? Like let's maybe say in the next six to 12 months, like where are you looking to go? Yeah, yeah. So right now I basically, <clears throat> I'm looking at, I might have a new uh, co-founder coming on, which would change things obviously for like our, you know, on the, um, the sales frame is very like sales focused. So my goal really would be like at the end of next year to get us to a point where we could have a, you know, sales playbook built out to hire a sales team and do, and be 100% like, you know, just purely B2B. Thankfully, because of like this pivot, we're able to charge a little bit more, you know, for what we do. So we can actually afford, you know, that sales team and basically have Nova use Nova. That, that would be, that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know, by the end of next year. 
So we can just say, hey, like we have sales reps too, and they sell and we manage them using Nova, our, our platform. And uh, and I would say too, is just getting our, getting um, some of these big names, you know, accounts, like getting them in there to just help with our, our credibility, you know, as a startup. Like that's probably, those are my two biggest goals, but I think we have everything we need. And honestly, I, I'm more just, I'm just waiting for uh, hopefully like January, February when kind of V2 releases to kind of have that just officially released because it's just so different than our version one right now. Like it just, it's like com- almost completely a different platform and it, it solves the problem in a much better, you know, simpler way. So I'm just really excited to get that out there and just have people start using it and giving us feedback and kind of all, we've just been kind of waiting for three months, you know, <laughs> like, so just like to get V2 finally out the door um, and it keeps getting delayed, which is, which is good. But, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my high, my high level goals though, you know, just for 2023. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Well, um, Joe, I'm really grateful that you were able to hop on here and just chat a little bit about, you know, your experience. And it seems like you guys have grown a lot over the last couple of months. So I'm really proud of you and your team. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that things like, you know, dialing in the messaging, moving up market, using your sales argument to get your prospects a little bit warmer, help you get some some demos uh, and continue pushing that like beta tester group thing. I'm glad that that's working out well and really excited for version two to come out. So um, any any last uh, closing remarks that you want to say before we hop off? Yeah, I, I would say like as a as advice to someone, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're also like a SaaS founder, especially if you just started it or you have an idea or like whatever, like just be okay with effing up and like having it take a little while. Because <laughs> like I, I had this like, expectation like yo i'm gonna get this thing a 10 camera in like three months like by the time june hits we're gonna be rolling in the dough with customers everyone's gonna like it but again i picked the wrong market there's no way i would have known they were the wrong market until i churned at a very high rate and had a lot of problems for five months and but it, at the end of those five the first five months at the end i was like what was the point man like we turned almost all of our customers i'm back at zero and i just thought like it was just a failure like a bad software but like you just have to go through that but you have to go through it for a long period of time in my opinion even if you get funding and just like, I just feel like it's always so much longer than you think it's going to take to crack the code, especially in software. And even when I came to Nick, I was in a very, like, I was kind of, I was just like, I don't do men. Like, I, you know, I, I thought we sold this thing and like, I didn't even know we were going after the wrong market, for example, until we like started talking and like, you know, assembled the VSL. So I think it's like just being humble and knowing like, Hey, this, this literally might take me three years to get to even whatever it is, five, 10 KM, whatever, depending on what you're selling, what the price point is like, it just might take you a while to get a tangible, repeatable product that people are paying for that people don't churn on that delivers tangible value to your market. It just might take a while and like be, be okay with that. Like I, I wanted this thing to be ready to go in March and just be pumping out customers, but it just, of course it didn't, right? It didn't have some of the features didn't make any sense. The value wasn't given to the right market. There's so many things like obviously looking back, I didn't have, but yet I had these super high expectations, like as if I had this like fully fledged product with years of use, right? It doesn't happen. So you have to just take a baby steps at a time and just be okay with like, you know, working with people like Nick to, to get help and like getting all the mentorship you can to try to figure that out. Cause yeah, like if I didn't come to you guys, like I wouldn't have even thought about pivoting until probably like next year. So I wasted six months, for example. Like I would have just kept writing this thing and been like, well, cause it's, you know, it's different. And then maybe I would have booked some calls for like not corporate, you know, like, it just saved me so much time already. And even for me, that's still too long. <laughs> like one year in, I'm like, all right, now we're finally like hitting V2. Like I, I wish I did this obviously 12 months ago, but so yeah, it just being okay with like, you're just taking a little bit and not having a huge expectation. 
Nice. Okay, cool. I think uh, I think a lot of people will will really resonate with that. And it's nice to be able to share your experience, even if you had to learn it through making a few mistakes here and there. But it's really nice to share your experience with others so that hopefully, you know, they can avoid making the same mistakes. And hopefully just, you know, sometimes you got to you got to suck up the, the ego a little bit or whatever it may be like some other sometimes it's easy for certain voices in your head to try to tell you something and you know you want to listen to it but at the same time you're like you're trying to be stubborn but you're, you know that you should do something else so sometimes having yeah. I guess other other people to help push you in the right direction can also be a good thing as well because it can be very overwhelming right to be in that position where you're Absolutely. making all the decisions and and so on so um yeah I'm glad it sounds like things are going really really well with you right now and especially into the future into 2023 so really excited for you Joe and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing V2 releasing as well. Yeah, for sure, man. You'll be the first to use it. <laughs> Absolutely will. <laughs> Definitely will. Um, okay, awesome. So that's it for today. Again, Joe, thank you so much for taking the time. And um, yeah, we'll definitely catch up soon and, and see how things are going. Uh, maybe it would be nice to check in with you in maybe like six months time or something like that. See where things are at. See how everything is going. Other than that, hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. So Joe, thanks for coming to my tech talk. Now, this is our very first episode, so please make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content.